Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. Today, it's just spring. (laughs) So amid coronavirus, um, Andrew has not been able to uh, access some of the materials he needs to record, including his mic and some of the programs we generally use. So um, it'll be just me today. Uh, So you get to hear my voice for this whole time. And we hope to have Andrew back with us uh, soon. We might need to take a week off or so. We'll kind of determine um, that as things change. And, you know, things are changing every day right now. Things are pretty uncertain. Um, Which brings me to the topic for today. So today we are doing a show on kind of what we can do um, when we are living in uncertain times. And... um, A lot of you probably know, if you've been listening to the show, that I am also a yoga and meditation teacher and that this is one of the things that I'm very passionate about in my life, um, both in kind of practicing these things and also teaching and helping other people practice these things as well. So today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the science of meditation, why people meditate, what it can help with. And then uh, we'll do a little sample meditation um, at the end of the show today so that you can get a little taste and you can decide if you might want to start to cultivate a meditation practice during this time when you probably have a lot more time at home and it might be an easy time to start to incorporate that into your life. So the official question for today is how can meditation improve my sex life? (laughs) And uh, I think that, you know, that meditation actually can improve all areas of your life. And so we'll talk a little bit about, you know, all the different mechanisms here. So first I want to talk about what meditation is good for. So a lot of people come to meditation with this idea that they just kind of want to calm their mind. And meditation definitely calms the mind. I'm sure a lot of you can identify with this feeling of your brain just kind of talk, 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 talking and chattering and kind of always running in the background. And one of the things that meditation very simply does is help to bring that down a level so that... Um, when you're actively meditating and, you know, doing the specific practice of meditation, you will find this uh, calmer state. But over time, when you develop a consistent meditation practice, you'll notice that the brain um, starts to do that less often. So over time, you train the brain into this new way of being, this new way of uh, remaining a little bit calmer um, over the course of your days and weeks. So there are a lot of other things that um, scientific studies have looked at what meditation can help with, so other things that people experience and how meditation can be of benefit to people. So I'll just mention a few of those things. Um, 
meditation has been shown to help with post-traumatic stress disorder. So people that um, their brain is having, you know, intense responses, stress responses to things that are not necessarily uh, deemed very stressful, right? So if someone has PTSD, they will have a strong stress response to minor things or to things that remind them of stressful experiences they've been through. So meditation can help to retrain the brain and help to bring it back into this lower level of stress state. Meditation has also been shown to help heal from race-related stress. So a lot of different type of stressors, meditation can really uh, change the response and help heal. Meditation also helps um, for like finding compassion and finding uh, kind of better emotion responses and like being able to regulate emotions more um, in response to things happening in your life. And I think it's really cool to really see like all of these different effects that people can have through meditating. And the longer that you meditate and the more consistent practice that you have of meditation, the benefits even grow more extensively. And it's pretty crazy to see like, um, you know, meditation could help in the short term with other things like addictions or managing pain or um, substance dependence um, or even addictions that are more like, you know, overeating or something. Um, but then like longer term, uh, we start to see more things like increased creativity. We start to th- see things about um, offsetting age-related decline in the brain functioning. So like as people get into advanced aging, their brain starts to not work quite as well anymore. And meditation can actually reverse those effects and keep the brain um, working at an optimal level for a much longer period of time. So we see that um, some of these protective factors that meditation can offer as well Um, some of these protective factors specifically against aging. Um, So, you know, it's really crazy to see like what all meditation could actually be influencing, like influencing cell-mediated immunity uh, and like how we're processing things and our inhibitory control. Like when we're thinking about, do I reach out to this, uh, you know, behavior or um, substance that I've been using to try to make myself feel better. And meditation can help with all of these things. So we have science about this. We know that meditation can really help us in so many areas of our life and that the uh, longer we do it, the more and more benefits we can receive from it. So um, I think that one of the things to kind of take away from that is to say, you know, there's no reason not to meditate. There's no uh, negative, there's no potential side effects. There's no, um, nothing that could happen to you from trying it out. And there's all of these positive things that can be gained. So there is a pretty strong argument to try it, (laughs) to see what it's like. And, um, and you know, 
and who knows, like the longer you practice it, there are um, also some examples of, you know, having some type of enlightenment or awakening and feeling, um, you know, even like so much better than how you've been feeling in your life. So that's my little scientific argument for <laughs> what, what meditation can offer and why you might want to do it. And I think that some of these things are already obvious just from what I've been saying, but like if we start to think about how can it impact you now in your everyday life and relationships and in your sex life and in your friendships and your romantic relationships. And um, I mean, some of them are fairly easy. So like if you're calmer and if you are um, more slow to react and have a more steady response to when something happens in a friendship or romantic relationship, then yeah, you're going to be able to navigate any disagreements better. You're going to be able to um, move through any hard times with that other person together. So those are some of the kind of like immediate obvious things that you might see um but also you see with these longer term effects of meditation that you know we have better functioning in the bodies we have better processing of a lot of the systems in the body so it's also highly possible that you know you can start to rewire different things in your body that haven't been working as well and um start to even actually improve sexual functioning. I mean, anything is really possible with these longer term uh, benefits of meditation. Um, We don't know all of the extended benefits yet. We're still finding out more and more. So as you start to think about, you know, how will this really benefit me? I think that there's these easy, immediate responses that you'll see. And then um, maybe even potentially more longer term ones. So I think it's worth a shot. (laughs) Um, And I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of people uh, in my life as I talk about meditation and why I meditate and um, what it does for me. And people always say, yeah, but like, how do you do it? And, um, And how do you like make yourself do it every day? And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Like, how do you actually start a meditation practice? Um... And I think that the hardest part is really setting aside the time for it. So just like in any other area of your life, when you're trying to do something and start a new habit, you have to really carve out that space. So um, with meditation, you could start with either 10 or 20 minutes. Um, A lot of the studies look at, you know, the effect of a regular 20 minute practice. So I think that any meditation is better than no meditation. And if 20 minutes seems like way too much to start with, then fine, start with 10 minutes and try that for a while um, and then move up as you feel more comfortable. Um, But it is just setting aside like a specific time, just like you would for a workout or for a meeting. You put it in your planner, you put it in your iCal, you put it wherever you keep track of things and you set that time aside and then you don't shift it. You say, okay, you know, I, that time is for that. And a lot of people, including myself, like the very first thing when I wake up and I wake up 20 minutes earlier than I need to for whatever else I have to do in the day. 
specifically to meditate. And I find that the easiest time to set aside for it because I know that nothing else is going to interrupt me during that time. I know that, you know, it's early morning. There's nothing else is going to get in my way. And I pick up my uh, um, phone, not to check it, but to set it next to me so I have something to glance down at for the time. And I actually actively do not check it before I meditate. So I'll uh, glance at the time and I'll start meditating and I might tap the phone a couple of times to check the time along the way. Um, And when you set aside this time for meditating, whether it's 10, 20, whatever minutes, um, I would recommend not setting a timer. So if you set a timer, uh, you might get into this like really great state of meditation and then the timer could like really jolt you out of it. And that um, can feel alarming and not not great. You can kind of like, ah, you out of the meditation, you know? So I suggest, uh, just having a timepiece next to you or a watch or whatever it is that you can occasionally glance at. So like when you find yourself, um, a little stuck in the meditation, just glance at the time, see where you are and continue. So that's one recommendation about kind of finding the time for it. Um, you can definitely do it at other times during the day besides in the morning. Um, if that seems like, uh, too intrusive to your sleep time. Um, but what I found is that 20, getting up 20 minutes earlier to meditate, um, feels better than another 20 minutes of sleep anyway. 20 minutes isn't really that long for, uh, sleeping and the benefit that you get and the way that you feel starting your day after meditating um, is going to outweigh actually that potential 20 minutes of sleep. So that's my argument for doing it in the morning. Um, you can also do it any other time during the day, whenever you're feeling stressed, if there's like a specific time of day where you always feel stressed, you could plan it then. And you can also plan to do it with other people. Meditating with people is amazing. Um, even though it might seem like you're not doing anything because you're just in the same space together, Um, just having someone else's energy around you and having someone to kind of be accountable with you is a really great way to, uh, to kind of help cultivate that practice. Just like if you were trying to work out and get a workout, um, uh, consistently going, you might employ a friend to do that with you. And same thing here, you know, think about, uh, what are some things that would help you do it? And it, you could bundle meditation with something else. So you might say, like, um, I love taking baths. I love taking baths. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to meditate when I'm in the bath, you know? And that's, like, a way to uh, bundle it with something else you already want to do that could work. Or, um, or think about another way to include it. It could be something that you do with a friend um, over some type of video chat as well. You could do it with somebody remotely. And that could be a thing that you start to do with people when you aren't able to do other things. And, um, and he's had certain times where we don't know when we will be able to, um, congregate in places together. This is another thing that you can do, um, both alone and with people over the internet. So you start to think creatively about where can I, 
weave some chances for meditation into my life? How can I start to include this? How can I maybe start to include other people in it as well? So these are things that we're kind of thinking about. How do I set it up? How do I start this? And then that next thing is, okay, how do I meditate? (laughs) And, um, There's a lot of different styles of meditation, and so there's a lot of different answers to that question, and um, I'm going to give you just a couple of answers to that question, so things that you could think about trying, Um, and then like I said, we'll also, I'll take you through a guided meditation at the end of this also, so you can feel some of the potential benefits of a meditation practice. Um, So you can start to think about uh, any of the types of meditation. So any of the styles of meditation that people do are all to bring their brain into this meditative state. So no matter what style of meditation, whether it's guided or whether it's self-guided, any of these things are just to bring your brain into a meditative state. And so there's a lot of different tools So when we talk about the different styles of meditation, we're really just talking about different tools to get your brain into that meditative state. So, for example, one of the ways to meditate and to get your brain into a meditative state is to just watch the breath. And so by watching the breath, I mean that you sit there with your eyes closed. And as you inhale, you think to yourself, I am inhaling. And as you exhale, you think to yourself, I am exhaling. And then all you do is continue to watch the breath. You say, I am inhaling. I am exhaling. And if your brain starts to think about something else, you pull it back to the breath pull it back to that focus. So you're giving your brain a specific thing to focus on, which is not allowing it to circle and spiral in these other thoughts. So breath is a really easy one because we're breathing all the time and we don't often pay attention to it. So just by focusing on the breath, paying attention to it and directing all of our attention there, we find ourselves in this beautiful cycle up and down, in and out, and it just starts to soothe. So that's one style of meditation, just focusing on the breath. Um, Another style of meditation is using a mantra to focus on. So similar idea, but instead of focusing on something physical happening in the body, you're focusing on a word or phrase. And... I love mantra meditations because you can also choose a mantra that feels like something you're trying to uh, convince yourself of or something that you're trying to amplify in your life a little bit more. So if you're feeling, you know, sad, you could uh, use a mantra of like, I am healthy, I am whole, I am happy or something like that. And then you just repeat that mantra over and over and over and over and just sit there with your eyes closed, breathing, repeating a mantra to yourself. 
And a mantra can be one word. It can be a couple of sentences like that. It could be a sound. Like you could even use like an ohm and just repeat ohm in your mind over and over. And so similar to the breath focus, when you have a mantra focus, whatever the mantra is, you just keep repeating it and you keep your attention totally focused on it. And if your brain starts to wander, if your brain starts to think, um, I'm hungry, I wonder what I'm going to eat later, you just pull it back. You just say, um, or you just <laughs> say the mantra again. Whatever it is, you refocus back to that mantra. And so the reason I really like the mantra is because you can also really choose those ones that feel like something you need in that moment. You know, you can create a mantra that feels like I'm trying to get to this state, so this is the mantra I'm going to use for the next 20 minutes. Um, and that can feel really powerful to, you know, repeat a mantra like that to yourself for 20 minutes because um, whether you feel like you believe it or not at the beginning, by the end of 20 minutes, you are pretty in that state like you bring yourself into that new state that you are creating for yourself through that mantra so those are two of the easiest ways to start a meditation practice either breath or mantra so those are the two that I'm going to leave you with and um and the main thing to remember is not to get upset if you feel like it's difficult or you feel like um, your brain keeps wandering, like that's normal. You just keep pulling it back. And what is actually exciting is you can say to yourself, like, instead of going, oh, my brain keeps wandering, oh, I'm doing this wrong, say, every time your brain wanders and you pull it back, like, you are setting this groove in your brain stronger. Like, every time you pull it back, you're retraining it. And so every time you pull it back, you get another opportunity to reset, another opportunity to pull it back into the state that you're creating. And so get excited. Oh, my mind wandered. Cool. I get to pull it back. Oh, my mind wandered. Cool. I get to pull it back. And every time you pull it back, you are doing something great for yourself. You are retraining yourself and you are starting to find that way to stay in this calmer, less reactive more beautiful state of being. So I know that now you're super excited to try meditation. <laughs> and if you are in a... Uh, loud place or if you're driving um maybe it's not the most optimal time to do it uh definitely don't do it if you're driving <laughs> um but and you can save this for a little bit later or you could just kind of listen to it and see what it sounds like um without actually closing your eyes and doing it but if you're in a safe place if you're in um a place where you feel comfortable closing your eyes then we'll go ahead and start this practice and the meditation practice that I'm going to take you through today is uh, one for compassion, because I feel like this is one that directly affects how we are in relationships. So 
for the purpose of the sex wrap, uh, this is a great meditation to do. So we're going to start by finding a comfortable seat. And we often try to have our hips a little higher than our knees. So you can think of sitting on a blanket or a cushion with your hips a little bit higher so that your knees can relax down. So you can sit cross-legged and just um, have the hips be a little bit higher so that the hip flexors are not overworking and they're not stressed. And that gives you a just immediately more calm state to put the body in. And we always want to sit up when we're doing a meditation so that we don't fall asleep, so that we are able to stay focused. So we're sitting and then really sit well. So you sit in a place where you are comfortable and you sit so that you are well grounded and then you lift the crown of the head high so the spine is nice and long. And then envision all the universe up above you, all of the earth below you, and how you are right in the center. Lift your lips and swallow. Let your eyes close if they're not already. And then let your eyes kind of float out to the periphery. then start to be aware of the breath. So not trying to change it, but just noticing the inhale and the exhale. And the meditation we're going to do today is on compassion. So we're going to start by thinking of one of favorite people in the world right now, whether it's a best friend, a partner, a family member, just choose one person. And then think of something that that person has gone through lately, something hard that they've been dealing with. Maybe it's somebody who's been a little anxious or panicky about what's happening in the world right now. Maybe they even lost their job. Think of somebody who is experiencing something tough right now that you love. And then actively send them compassion for what they're going through. Visualize from your heart, loving, compassionate energy being directed right to their heart. And what does that look like? What does that energy actually look like as you send it out? What does it feel like in your body to offer this person you love so much this compassion
might it feel like for them to be receiving that from you? How might it soften them? How might they feel appreciative? And then just keep sending it. Just keep putting your intention into this love, this empathy, this support, all of these things that are compassion as you direct it to them. to somebody you barely know that you know that's been through something rough and you can even imagine this so it could be that you saw someone that you bought your bananas from this morning and they looked a little frazzled and maybe you can imagine that they're worried about money right now or they're worried about their family right now. Or maybe it's a coworker you barely know that you overheard saying that they're worried about something. So choose somebody and it might just be a picture of somebody because you might not even know their name. Someone you don't know very well. Picture something they might be going through. And then send compassion to them. does it feel like to send compassion to someone you barely know? Does it feel like to offer them that gift? And keep sending it. Send it with the fierceness that you sent it to the person that you love so much. And now we move into a little harder territory. Now, take your attention to somebody who has hurt you in some way. Maybe recently, or maybe a long time ago. Picture them in your mind. Picture 
which are something that they are going through. And again, you might not know exactly what they're going through, but you might be able to guess something. And send them compassion. Send them compassion through whatever pain you have or still feel. Direct compassion to that person, regardless of what they've done, of what they're doing, of whatever else is happening. Send compassion. does it feel like in your body to be sending that compassion right now? to maybe the hardest one. Bring your attention to yourself. To everything you know about yourself. To all of the things you've been through. To all of the things you're going through. To all of the emotions you're experiencing right now. And just as if you are doing it to that person you love, just as if you are putting your arms around that person that you love so much, visualize yourself giving yourself a hug, comforting yourself, and direct all that compassion that you've been cultivating right into your own heart. Just keep sending compassion, compassion, compassion inward. What does it feel like to soften a little bit around yourself? What does it feel like to receive that compassion?
And then start to breathe into that, like deepen your breath and feel. Feel love, feel compassion, feel how good it feels to be in this state. purely to the breath. Let any specific thoughts go. And start to deepen your breath. And as you start to deepen your breath, you can start to Stretch a little, reach your arms up over your head. <sighs> Start to flutter your eyes open. And you did it. That was, I think, about. 14 minutes or so. So that is an example of a guided meditation and specifically around cultivating compassion. And compassion is something that's related to empathy, related to, you know, understanding our partners and the friendships and the people around us, our family. And as we start to really cultivate that ability to offer compassion in a difficult moment, like when we can offer it, when someone bumps us into us and doesn't say sorry, and you can immediately kind of think, wow, they must be having a really bad day. And offering them compassion immediately resets how you feel and instead of feeling reactive or angry you feel calm and you feel like wow I hope they feel better also so this practice of cultivating compassion um, is really strong and can have great impacts in our life and in our relationships and so I hope you enjoyed that meditation um, and that in the show notes for today, I'm going to put exactly when that meditation starts and begins, starts and ends. So if you want to uh, fast forward to that spot and, you know, just do the meditation sometimes, you can do that. And then also in the show notes, I will put some links, not only to, you know, some of the science and some of the things I talked about earlier in the show, but also some links to how to start a meditation practice. And I'll put some links up for um, some specific meditation kind of programs that are available online, some free meditations that are available that you can practice, including 
I have some that I've recorded that I'll put there. Um, and yeah, I will give you all the resources and I hope that this inspires you uh, to start to think about how you can include meditation in your daily self-care rituals. And uh, now that you might have a little more time with some coronavirus cancellations, maybe it's the perfect time to uh, pick this up to see how it can help affect you and your emotional, mental state, um, and maybe even those around you. So I hope this is helpful. I love you guys so much. I'm so sad that Andrew wasn't with us today, but um, I'm sure he'll be back with us uh, in the next week or two. And um, I encourage you all to keep washing your hands, keep uh, respecting, you know, some distance between uh, people and to stay home as much as possible and um, see what else you can do for yourself that feels really good as well. So we have a lot of questions we're trying to get to. We've been getting even more questions during this time. So we will get to all of those soon. Thank you so much. Uh, you can always reach out to us. We're The Sex Wrap on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for sure. Uh, even TikTok. I think we're starting that up. We've been trying to start that up. <laughs> uh, you can call us at 413-I-RAPIT. That's wrap with a W. Or you can email us at thesexwrap at gmail.com. Whatever you do, just wrap us. Love you guys. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.